0: Everyone, welcome to Backstory Sessions. I'm your host Matt. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey,
1: everybody! It's Cat, and I want to welcome you to an episode of Back. Three sessions i'm joined today by my co-host matt hey
0: everyone how are you
1: matt i feel like in this podcast we are not gonna miss a beat yeah
0: uh, yeah <laughs> i know uh
1: <laughs> see my you there you yeah. know why we're the beat
0: i i hear you
1: <laughs> because i feel like we need a drum roll
0: yeah let's see if i can edit one in but
1: all right. Well, you, you see what the, the theme here is. Yeah. Today, guest is a
0: drummer.
1: Exciting. We have not interviewed a drummer yet. So uh, let's get right into it. Um, today, we have with us a drummer and an incredible drummer at that. We have Frank Mocha, and we want to welcome you to Backstory Session, Frank. All right.
2: Thank you so much for having me, guys
1: uh It is an honor to have you and to speak with you today and hear some of the back stories that you have to tell us. but I guess my first thing that i I always think about like with musical people is you know, were you that kid that was like banging pots and pans or you know in a really like way that people notice like wow, you know he's talented.
2: I was definitely the kid who was banging pots and pans, you know. People felt like, oh, he's making a bunch of noise. I don't know if they thought I was talented or not, but I was definitely that kid.
1: So you knew early on that you had some kind of rhythm um, that that people don't have?
2: uh, I wouldn't say that people don't have. I just knew that what I was doing was like, uh, for me, it was really therapeutic. As a kid, I, I was able to tell that it was, you know, therapy for me. And, the, and I did realize that, the, you know, the normal kid my age wasn't, like, super capable of uh, doing what I was doing at the time. So, yeah, I kind of knew I was gifted.
1: So did, did you come from a family of um, musically talented people? My mother is a singer,
2: and my grandmother is a multi-instrumentalist, and that's kind of where it started.
1: Okay. So you were exposed to music, I'm guessing, like, your whole life pretty much in, in lots of different ways.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big
1: time. So what were some of the influences?
2: Uh, like I say, my mom my mom was a singer. She still is. You know, she sings a little bit nowadays, but she was really heavy into it, you know, when I was growing up. And, uh, she, you know, she introduced me to R&B music. At a, at a very, very, very young age. You know, she's a young woman at the time, you know, late teens, you know, and she's riding around in the car listening to, you know, Michael McDonald, you know, Don Fagan, Anita Baker. And I'm three, four years old hearing all this stuff, you know, and it's kind of soaking into my DNA, you know. And so uh, I definitely, you know, have to give it to my mom, you know, she's the one who put it in my life.
1: So, did you play other instruments too?
2: Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I, I definitely am a multi instrumentalist. Um, uh, I just kind of gravitate more to the percussion aspect of music, but um, you know, I'm a keyboard player, I'm a songwriter, you know, I, I write from the keyboard. Uh, you know, I yeah, I played couple of different instruments. I actually started off as a trombone player. As, <laughs> uh, I was about That's 10 years old. Yeah.
1: So you were in high school band, middle school? Where did that yep. trombone start?
2: More like elementary. Wow. Yeah. I was in the fifth grade, I think, when I started uh, marching band.
1: And so at what point did you know that you this was gonna be a career for you more than just uh, you know an enjoyment that a lot of people have for music
2: honestly it was late i didn't even know you could do this for a living you know i overheard some guys talking about being on the road with a uh, blues singer johnny taylor and one of the guys was like you know hey i put my drums under the bus and we got ready to go and i was thinking like hey I used to put my drums under the bus, you know, when I was in high school. And I'm thinking after high school, music is over for me. And I hear this conversation and I'm like, wow, these guys are doing this for a living. You know, these are grown men, you know, they, they're doing this and this is how they're making a living. And I'm like, hey, you know, I could do this too. And that was probably 2000 and,
1: you know, 2009, somewhere in, in, the, in that area. So you, you heard that it was planted in your mind, and uh, what did you do to start making it happen?
2: Immediately, I enrolled into the local junior college, and I studied music theory to kind of brush myself up. You know, I'm a drummer. You know, most people don't really respect drummers for uh, music theory and, you know, melodic things. The melodic aspect of music, most people don't really see a drummer as a person who would know, you know, much about that. So a lot of times you get in a session and people talk over your head with all this A major, you know, minor nine and all of that stuff. (laughs) And, you know, it was over my head for a while. And then I went and brushed myself up and studied and learned that stuff. And, uh, you know, that was the first thing I did to kind of get myself in the game. And it just went from there.
1: So, Did did you, so you intentionally thought that um, enrolling in the college, that was going to put you a step closer to a career in music?
2: Absolutely. I I knew that college wouldn't teach me to play music because I was already a musician. But I knew that there were some tools that I needed, you know, uh, some of the terminology, some of the lingo, you have to have when you're in certain atmospheres you know with really talented musicians you want to at least know what know what's going on and I felt like you know college would at least give me that that you know one up on everyone else
0: so, <laughs> so when you were in college were you playing out in different places or were you like in a band or anything like that
2: sort of you know during, during my college years, man, I was kind of bouncing around, just kind of learning music around the Dallas, Dallas scene. I, I live in Dallas, Texas, and to me, that's one of the most extensive music programs in the world. Yeah, Dallas, Dallas, Texas, the streets of Dallas, Texas, Deep Ellum, you know, all of that stuff. That's where I really learned music, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, like I say, college just gave me that one-up, you know, to give me the confidence to go and, you know, do what I feel like I came to do and, and do it sufficient.
1: So how does it work? Um, you, do you go audition? How did you learn about uh, opportunities? What happens next when you start, after you get out of college?
2: Well, you know, like I say, I, I live in Dallas, and, you know, the world's music directors live in Dallas, Texas. This is where most of the talent is. Uh, As far as, you know, instrumental musicians go, you know, Daniel Jones is in Dallas, Sean Martin is in Dallas, Robert C. Wright's in Dallas, Erica Badu's in Dallas, Roy Hargrove's from Dallas, Bernard Wright is in Dallas, all of these really, really talented people live in Dallas, so, you know, it didn't take long in college, you know, as as a matter of fact, I left early because I felt like I got what I went to get, you know, because, the streets of Dallas, Texas, that's really where you're gonna learn the bulk of the music that you're gonna need to know. You know, For me, for me, it was like that. So you know, after a while, after a few couple years in college, I'm like, hey, I think I've learned a little bit enough to at least go out and uh, explore a little more and learn a little more on a higher level.
1: So how many hours do you, do you practice in a day? Oh god. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Honestly, I'm pretty much practicing all day long. Right. All day. Whether it's, you know, in my mind, or I pick up some sticks to get my arms and my hands warm, but I'm pretty much practicing and working on my craft all day long.
1: So, I I know you say you play a lot of other instruments, but what is it about the drums? Uh, you said it was therapy early on, therapeutic. So um, is it still or what is it that keeps drawing you to that?
2: Yeah, the drums, you know, the human being, in my opinion, has a desire to uh, let off some uh, some steam, some physical steam, you know, to, to pound something, to beat up against something. You know what I mean? It's, right. it's uh it's natural for a person to want to to do that you know and the drum allows me to do that and also it works my brain you know i'm thinking of numbers while i'm playing drums so it stimulates my brain it exercises my brain and it just kind of keeps me occupied in a positive space uh
1: yeah yeah basically. you know yeah it- I think, like, there's an app or something that's called tapping. So, I think, you know, like, scientifically, even for people with anxiety and um, different things like that, it calms the mind. And uh, I'm sure it has that effect on the body, too, of just the, you know, just the actually tapping and hitting, like you said, hitting something. So, uh, that's really interesting for me that, you know, that's the reason that you... You like the drum?
2: Yeah, it's uh, you know, it just it just has all of the necessary things that a human being needs, just at, on a human level, not on the worldly level, not on the you know, just you know the things we see that we want, you know, that's not what the drum is going to give you. The drum is going to give things for you on the inside, for your brain, for your heart, you know, for your mind. And, and it's good for the physical body, even. Sure. You know, yeah, you, you're working out. You know, it's a physical instrument. You know, you, you're working out, you're counting, you know, you're staying on the beat. And And, you know, sometimes I take the drum to like a corporate environment. You know, sometimes I do these workshops for these corporate companies. And one of the exercises we do is we gather all the people and we give everybody a drum. And I, I make a rhythm for everybody to play. And each person has a different part. And I'll tell one person at a time, say, hey, you stop, you know. And it, the rhythm completely changes when this one person stops. And there's 20, 30, 40 people playing at the same time. Hmm. But this one person stops. And when he stops, the rhythm totally changes. Something is missing. And that really is symbolic because, you know, I want the person to know that when you're on a team, when you're a part of a team, that even the smallest job counts. So you may be the person clapping on the one, two, three, and four. That's the only job, just clapping. But if you stop clapping, the rhythm is not the same. So you matter, everyone here matters, and you're nothing without the person beside you. And the only way to make this rhythm go is for everyone to play their part. Wow. yeah, the the drum is very serious. The
1: drum is very, very serious. So. And yet I don't think people ever think about it like that. Like, I think for me anyways, I, I just am like, you know, I like the beat. I like that song because I like the rhythm, but I never had thought about um, what you just said about the significance of, you know, if that was taken away, how it would change everything.
2: Absolutely. The drum is a communal instrument. It was never meant to be played uh, by one person, honestly. I'm a drum set player myself, but I realized that the drum was never meant to be played by one person. A set of drums played by one person was never it was never meant to be done that way. It's a communal thing. You play the high sounding, you know, the clave, and this person plays the the bottom King, 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 king. You know, and this person is is playing the shaker. You know, and that's what creates the rhythm. But we created something quite a few hundred years ago called the drum set, where one guy feels like he can handle all of it. You know, and that's that's cool, but it just doesn't sound the same. It doesn't feel the same. You know, as it would if we were all together, and and becoming one unit, you know, one living, breathing organism and playing this rhythm. The the rhythm is the breathing and living organism and we all came together and made this happen. It feels better. It boosts confidence and everybody a part of it, you know, and it knocks down completely, knocks down the ego completely because we all know that if it's not for the guy beside me, this rhythm will not sound the same.
0: Interesting. So, uh, uh shifting gears a little bit um what would be your uh if you weren't a drummer what would you be playing keyboards
2: if i were not a drummer as far as uh music goes
0: yeah i mean would, like what other instrument would you play if you if you weren't doing you know if you weren't a drummer
2: Man, I have no idea, man. <laughs> I find new
0: <laughs>
2: I find new instruments every day and I'm like, man, I should have been a, a oboe player, man. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, some people think, "All right, well, I could have been a guitar player, played bass, or whatever, you know." That sort of M- thing.
2: Musicians are musicians. We could have done any instrument. It's yeah. music. Yeah. You know, it's like athletes. You know, a guy LeBron James, I'm sure he's a heck of a tennis player. Yeah, yeah that's you know, true. I'm. He just gets it. You know, it's athletics. You know. Yeah.
0: Interesting.
1: So, uh, was there ever a time, you know, that you started playing the drums and, you know, how parents like to get a drum set for their child and then it drives them crazy because, you know, you're only hearing someone pounding on the drum. I mean, were were you ever bad? Um, I was. I never. Well. I don't.
2: <laughs> I want to say I was... <laughs> uh, From the time I started making noise around the house, beating on stuff, I would admit that it was at least on beat. It was good. You know, okay. it was enough. It was enough to say, okay, this kid is talented. Wow. But it's still noise, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I I can imagine. um you know, but it's it's at least that it's good that you were a talented noise, you know,
2: because.
1: Yeah,
2: it, yeah, it was it was a talented noise. But, you know, when you're raised in a Nigerian home, you know, and my dad is not really into music like that, you know, and uh, for him, it's just like a bunch of wasted of time. You know, it's just a bunch of banging, 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 banging. You know, so that was a bit of a struggle for a while trying to get my dad to understand, you know. This, uh, I guess it's more, it's, uh, it's a cultural shock. You know, my dad's from Nigeria, you know, and this, his son is raised in the Western world, you know. Man. And, uh, you know, over here, you know, we're like, hey, we can, I can be a musician, and that's what I want to do for a living. My dad's like, no, you know, you're going to starve, you know. You're <laughs> just making a bunch of noise, and you're going to starve, you know. You should be a doctor, you know. <laughs> What does he?
0: What does he think now? I mean, you're a touring musician.
2: Oh, and... he's completely shocked now. He's like, "Wow, man, yeah. I
1: had no idea."
2: <laughs> that's
0: awesome.
1: <laughs> that's, a, that's a great backstory. I mean, that's really interesting. <laughs> so, um, you you meet Erica Badu. Uh, how does that happen? That you end up playing uh, drums with her.
2: Well, uh, like I say, Dallas, Texas is home of the music directors. You know, these are the baddest musicians in the world. And uh, a good friend of mine, R.C. Williams, was her music director, you know, at the time that I met her. And, you know, we all live in Dallas. Erica lives in Dallas. R.C. lived in Dallas. And uh, the job came up for a, a percussionist. And that's primarily the instrument I play. I'm a hand drummer, primarily. Um, and, uh, so, you know, he called me because I was playing with his band, the Grits band. And Erica needed a percussionist, so I was the first person he thought of. You know, he's like, hey, I got a guy, Frank Mocha. So I meet her and I play and she loves it. And, uh, I started playing with her. And that works out well, very, very, very well for a few years. And, uh, finally she decides that she wants to do something else, um, uh, with the band, she wants to rearrange the band a tad. And it worked in perfect timing because the drummer at the time, Cleon Edwards, was uh starting to do some things with Jill Scott and other artists. You know, he was just really kicking ass, you know. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have a lot of time. And uh fortunately for me, you know, I'm a nobody at the point, you know, I yeah. could <laughs> use that gig. <laughs> 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 and so She switched things up a bit, and she moved me over to the drum kit. And that's if I knew another guy who could replace me on the percussion, and I went and got Munea Richards. And that's how things, uh, it's how the cookie crumble.
0: How long have you been with her now?
2: Man, we're talking 2014. Wow. 2014 until now, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's cool.
1: So what's it like
2: touring? Uh it's it's definitely a job, I'll tell you that. But uh I can't sit here and deny that I'm having the time of my life, you know. Sure. Yeah, it's 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 uh you know, I'm living my dream. It's I've been thinking about it since I was a kid, you know, and it's finally happening and it's a part of my life. It's a normal life for me and that's cool.
1: Well, it seems like at least from the music um that your your thoughts about music would gel very well with Erica Badu's, um, you know, with the lyrics of her songs. It, it seems like that music is more than just, you know, just a performance. So I, I think that's really cool how that, you know, that it seemed to be the universe or whatever placing it all into, into play that it worked out like this. That's, that's really interesting to me.
2: Absolutely. Things definitely happened in divine timing. I'll tell you that. It was definitely, uh, yeah, definitely divine timing. She's a cool sister, you know, and and we grew to be actually good friends, actually. Yeah. Um,
1: So, um, what is the favorite song, or do you have a favorite to play?
2: My favorite song to play. In general, right? Right. Oh, man. I love to play Spain by Chick Corea. I love to play Actual Proof by Herbie Hancock. Um, I got a lot of songs I like to play.
1: Sure. Yeah.
2: There's a, there are a lot of songs. I, I like a lot of songs. I like Giant Steps. I love to play Giant Steps. Um uh, Yeah.
1: What's the most challenging for you? What's the most challenging song you've ever had to play?
2: Whew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, the <laughs> there's a song by Erica Badu. There's a song by Erica Badu. It's called uh, Out of My Mind Just In Time. It's a very, very challenging song. That song and a song called Green Eyes by Erica Badu. Oh, very, yeah. very challenging song.
1: Yes. I-, I-, I like that song very much, actually. So, um, uh, what would you say for the, you know, the drummers out, the young drummers out there, the kids growing up, you know, beating on the drums and they're driving their parents nuts. Um, you know, and but they want this for their future. Uh, what advice would you give to them?
2: Man, respect your parents first of all. You know, stay cool with your parents, be in your parents' good graces, man, because that's that's your ally that's the only person you have out here um, in practice every single day that, you know there's a girl Shikari Richards she went from first place to ninth place in a week and it's because track and drums are the same you can't take a day off you have to go every single day because it's physical it's your body more it's your body working. And you have to keep your body in shape. You're like an athlete at this point. Your body is moving. So I would say continue to work your body and practice every single day. Listen to as much music as you can. Listen to Tony Allen, the drummer for Filakuti. Listen to Jay Dilla and listen to Clyde Clyde Stouperfield, the drummer with James Brown. If you're a drummer, listen to those three guys. That is your handbook. That is your blueprint. Listen to those three guys every time you turn the radio on. Practice every day and just keep your parents cool. Stay in your parents' good graces, man. And and, and you'll be alright.
0: Alright, so you got a you got a show tomorrow
2: night? Yeah, tomorrow here in Louisville.
0: Okay. And uh t- so talk us so to us a little bit about some of the other things that you're doing. I know you got uh, a couple of things that have been delayed, but uh what what are you uh, working on?
2: My stuff is, I have a band, a small orchestra, 17-piece orchestra called Dos Negros.
0: Is that Uh, small, 17 pieces?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And um, we do a style of music that I'm sort of creating myself called Mm Afro-Americana. It's a mixture of Afro-Cuban music, hip-hop, West African music, R&B, and the blues.
1: Wow.
2: And gospel. And uh, we kind of fuse all this stuff together and we have a great time, man.
0: That sounds interesting. That's,
2: uh, yeah, it's called Dos Negros. You guys should check it out. We have a single we released recently called El Rasta. Okay. Um, El Rasta is, um, you know, it's just talking about, you know, different injustices, you know, and all that stuff, you know, how, you know, we should just be cool and, and we should not put a baby in a cage. Right, Simple yeah. as that
0: yeah is that on youtube or we're working where it's
2: people... on youtube spotify uh apple music any all of that you can find Dos Negros el rasta anywhere are and you... i have some of i'm sorry
0: uh are you doing an album or
2: yeah i'm actually working on the record now i'm, I'm releasing that record at the top of the year
1: oh okay um yeah Great, you know, because I feel like we need some great things to start out next year, um, <laughs> things to look forward to. So, um, how can yeah. we? <laughs> so, for people that are listening on social media, um, how can they reach out to you, or if they if they want to find out more about you or your music? You guys
2: can hit me up at uh, Percolator Five Frank Mocha, uh on Instagram. Or it's just Frank Mocha on Facebook. And you can even go to Dos Negros 5 on Instagram. And uh, you'll see all our stuff.
1: Great. Well, I have so much enjoyed hearing the backstories. Uh, Is there any last, like, backstory of something that's, you know, really unusual that's happened while you've been touring or while you've been playing the drums that you could share with us?
2: Are you kidding me? Something unusual? No <laughs> way!
1: <laughs> you know, give us some little juicy something that's happened and what you did and how it happened.
2: Uh, I don't have anything juicy. I I I, uh, I passed gas on Erica Badu's bus <laughs> on the tour.
1: <laughs> I did that.
2: She didn't like it very much either. <laughs> You heard
1: that here on Backstory Sessions. <laughs> 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 um, well, I get. I want to thank you so much for taking time to be with us, and I, I hope that you have a great experience in Louisville and uh, welcome to Kentucky. And uh, you know, we're uh, we're just so honored to have you as a guest, and you you've. Um, uh, you've at least for me i i've had a whole different perspective now of thinking about the drums uh, I'm, glad. Music.
2: I'm glad thank you so much kathy
1: all right matt you got a last word to say there
0: i just appreciate you coming by and talking to us and let, letting us know uh you know what you're doing and looking forward to your album and stuff and uh You know, it's, uh, it's always cool to talk to musicians and get their perspectives on things. And like Kat was saying, you know, I didn't really think about the, you know, the importance of like, you know, uh, what you were saying about how if one person in the team isn't there, then it affects the rest of the group and stuff. So that was kind of interesting. Um, Absolutely. And all right, again, I appreciate you coming by and uh, talking to us because it, it, it's, you know, been looking forward to this for a little while, and uh, you know.
2: Yeah, we finally made it to happen.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's cool. So uh, thanks again, and uh, we will, uh, you know, hopefully be able to talk to you sometime after your album comes out, and uh, you know, yes, we'll uh, promote that for you as well. Thank you so much, man. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, or comments, you can send those to cat at myRatePlease at Outlook.com, or you can write to me at backstory at or Matt at level11adventures.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.